This time on TNT. Sneaky Vegas hotel rip for me. I went with Lairdo to Montreal. And the Torrance Family California March Break Adventure. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. Well, it's been a hot minute, Jeremy Taggart. It has been a while. We've been jet-setting all over town. Yes. And now you're in the big LV where yep. the hat, the ultimate, the classic hat story where the the guys was staying in your room at the same time. Thought I was sharing Vegas. a room. Can you say, well, I guess, yeah. Could you say where you're staying? What is it, the big, one of those big fancy hotels? Or is it one of those off-strip bangers? Or what is it? I'm at a big fancy hotel. It's called the Venetian. Oh, I know the Venetian, yeah. You probably stayed nice. here. I have, yeah. So these are yes. the options in town tonight, none of which I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, you got your carrot top. Like he's at the Venetian? Well, he's at the Luxor. Oh, okay, across the street or whatever. Yeah, you got the um, uh, Minnesota Wild in town to play the Golden Knights. You got your Maroon 5, your Luke Bryan, and your Sting. What do you mean, like, Maroon 5, are they doing, a, like, a, a residency or something, or are they just in town? I think they're doing a residency. I know Sting's doing one, right? Yeah. It's good I, money, those residencies. I guess so, and you don't have to pay for gas. Yeah. Well, you just sit in there, they have their little spot, and you go in, and you're just getting paid. So The the, uh, the Luxor, man, that place is a dump, eh? Yeah. Really bad, like falling apart. Yeah. Gross. There's some um, real grease in Vegas still, if you know where to find it. There's some real grease. You don't even have to look that far. And uh, there's some new construction, too, on the way. The Fountain Blue is being built here. Fountain Blue is at a new hotel. Yeah, and Resorts World Las Vegas just opened like a year ago. It's big and shiny. And then and there's that huge, big, round, earth-looking mask that's like a big, uh, all-visual, LCD panels, crazy, yeah. pixelated, that thing, right? Like where you go in it, and it's like a planetarium times a billion or something, right? The last time I was here, my room overlooked that big planetarium kind of thing. Yeah. There's also, what was the, uh, is it the Luxor that's the pyramid? What is the pyramid one? Yeah, yeah. that's Luxor. That's a dump now. Was it ever not? It looks, it, it looks okay. Well, it was new in the early 90s, right? It was like the big, I remember when it was like the hot new spot. Like, and are your room like walls the, slanted? I think so. Or either, you're, like it's the atrium around it, definitely you see that, that angle. But man, it's like all dilapidated now inside. Like the plumbing's all fucked and it's just a mess. Like um, that thing's going to get blown up soon. Circus Circus, I think, is maybe That's the greasiest. Done. That's not even around anymore. Isn't it? No. Like Excalibur, is that still there? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah even, I think so. That's like this, the, the secondary Circus Circus, and that's dilapidated. Like Tropicana, those, place, those are all greasy and dead, right? I, like, I, I remember, I, I even remember, remember when the, um, is it the Palms that was the one that's off the strip a yeah, bit? Remember yeah. that was hot back in the 90s? And now that place is a complete disaster, like greasy. Well, that was where um, uh, Real World, where the Real yeah. World Las Vegas cast lived. 
and work. Is the Cosmopolitan still popular? Oh, yeah. Is that a place? That's banging. Yeah. And the Aria yeah. right next door. It seems to change every 10 years. What I feel like in the recesses of my brain, I have some recollection of like a few shows getting canceled and you were just kind of treading water here too, right? Yeah, yeah. I was on tour with Creed and the, the singer like canceled five shows. We were playing at Mandalay Bay. So I was like from five shows to nothing, just sitting around, hanging out, doing nothing and gam- just gambling because there was nothing else to do. But uh, yeah, it's not a good place to be like bored. Killing That's the time. problem. Yeah, man, it's not cool. Because I don't find it uh, like I'm not like, oh, let's go shoot some guns or like let's go rent a Lamborghini and bomb around. Like that shit doesn't do anything for me. So, Have like, you ever Vegas done that is, though? No, I, I don't really care to, you know? Like take, take a helicopter rip over the strip? Yeah, no, night? not at all. Like that to me just sounds like like uh, a 45 minutes each way of getting there and waiting and then going in and then you bomb around and it's like then i'm just like up in the air flying and i get nothing out of that stuff um i don't get it how about the maps that stand with uh cards inviting you to go to adult entertainment places and they can't say anything so they just kind of flick them against their wrists yeah, and then you see them everywhere. And the only ones picking them up is just kids that are, like, mm-hmm. discovering sexuality for the first time. And there's, like, showgirls and a Barba Papa and a couple of Spidermans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it really is kind of after a while. You're like, no. I don't this know. Is so, this is sad. It's so sad. So what you been up to? <laughs> well, I went to Montreal last week. Um a dear friend, Denzel Palmer, passed away uh, uh, last year, and they just uh, had a, a celebration of life for him in Montreal. So uh, Al, you know, Al and Tim, you've met them both. Yeah. They're really good friends of mine. The whole Palmer family, uh, Steph, Jen, and Vivian, they're just really great people. And uh, it was just a nice uh, celebration. Uh, it was at the St. James Club, which is a beautiful place in in Montreal. So it was just, uh, I mean, Denzel was one of those people, uh, perhaps the best host that I've ever met in my life. You know, if you go to someone's house and you're blown away by just the service in terms of like the hospitality and how they're treating you and, you know, like fresh flowers everywhere and incredible wines and ports and food and just a, a, a brilliant man and uh, very sad that he passed away at, at only 71 because uh, he, was, he was just one of those people that you could just feel comfortable around and uh, very sad to, to, to have him moving on. But uh, it was nice to celebrate with the family and they're great people and all still very close with all of them. And, and uh, it's just uh, it was nice to spend some time with them for sure. So you was, know how it is when you're Was he part of the position. golf community? Yeah, huge. He was the uh, the GM at Royal Montreal oh, wow. for twenty eight years, and uh, just a legend in 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 kind of in golf diplomacy, I guess. I mean, he was the one who basically championed and brought the uh, Presidents Cup to, to Canada for the first time, the golf event, and uh, some WGC World Golf events, and also just the Canadian Open a couple times, and just uh, 
if I think anyone like the PGA probably went once and were just like, wow, this guy is world class. And, uh, you know, the city of Montreal, the golf fans, it makes sense to, to go and, and, and make it stronger and bigger. And that's, that's what happened. And then, you know, Al, uh, Denzel's son who worked at, uh, a lot of great golf courses in his own right. He ended up, you know, having the, the Canadian Open at St. George's where he works last summer. And uh, that's where that's the last time I saw Denzel. So it was uh, um, great to see Al, you know, taking such a massive event in stride and with all the people that are around them. So uh, just a, a loving family and uh, great, great folks. And yeah, super important in the world of golf and, and just in the world of, of hospitality in general and what you can achieve as as just caring about other people and being aware of other people so i know it was a a, a somber and meaningful family occasion but when all those buds get together like did tarps come yeah. off at a certain hour of the evening no not like that not at all more chill yeah, yeah. at lairdo obviously lairdo and i lairdo's very laird's very close with them as well and uh that's how I met Tim way back in the day was Laird was uh, roommates with him. So when I was at the National, that's where Laird worked in, in the back shop there. And we would just hang out all the time and got to be really close and like <laughs> back in 99 or something. So we're coming up on our 25th anniversary of the Buds. So um, it, it's they're awesome folks. But I, the other thing I got to say is... Um, I got to see our bod Bruce Hills, who's a bod. Oh, nice! Was he there? Yeah. He, well, no, he was just in in Montreal, and I, I uh, we out, went out and grabbed some some food. He went to a he recommended a a really cool restaurant. I think it was called Lemiac, L E M E A C, something like that. But uh, good hang with Bruce, another man who knows. Uh, Knows how to hang, you know what I'm saying? Serve yeah. a man of uh, hospitality and understanding too. It's kind of his job for the buds. Yeah, know, he's the kind of chief um, person at just the CEO the of. Yeah, for sure. So he's always uh, he's always hanging with some interesting folks. But like uh, taking Russell like Peters legends. to Chevalier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, yeah, that's the thing. He's one of those guys, like a great host of a city. Like he can. He knows everything, the history of areas, and it's just great to to to, to know people like that in a city because you can really get a good taste of the place. I'm sure, like in Toronto, a Jay Onright would be like that kind of guy to take you to the right restaurant or the right neighborhood. Like, there's certain people that that just understand the vibe of the city and where to go. So I know he does. So, Is he a social yeah. animal? No, I think it's more the foodie part of him. More than the social side of Jay. Right. You know what I mean? He just knows, like, the good eats spots. I could see him Music and eats. as, like, a daytime, let's grab some great food, and then I'm going to split about 7.20 p.m. What's that? Jay. With Jay? Yeah, he's, like, oh, for daytime a good eats. hang. Yeah, but all he can, yeah, he could find a good watering hole and crush some bevies, too. <laughs> yeah. So what's Definitely. Bruce saying? Bruce is good. He's he's uh, dealing with comedy and how uh, insane that must have to be nowadays. With Imagine how tired that the, map is by the end of JFL. 
<laughs> no kidding. Or, yeah. Two weeks of taking right? Russell Peters, Dakota Cheval in a row. Or, yeah, or Howard Mandel, right? That's yeah. his partner, right? It's a lot of, a lot of hangs. So, Good times. Uh, is Lairdo still living out west? Yeah, he's in Victoria. So you him, guys him travel together to Montreal? Yeah, so, so yeah, Laird uh, was, was, he, uh, yeah, we drove from here. From the, He flew into Toronto and then uh, came to my place and we left. But he got a, a, a upgrade rental to a, a mm-hmm. Tesla. <laughs> so I guess we we're kind of excited to try out the the Elong mobile. <laughs> How was it? Well, like the handling and all that shit is fine, right? It's all fancy, but like you know, the drive to Montreal, it's like six hours, yeah. right? It's a you know, it's not nothing. Yeah, it's quite a poke. And you know, these uh, it was a Model Y, brand new Tesla. And I, you know, you look it up, and there's like, oh, these things are good for 600 kilometers on a tank or whatever, electric, electric tank, right? 600 kilometers. We look 500 kilometers or something. So he he picks it up at 80 percent at the airport, and I'm in Newmarket, so it's like 20 percent's gone there. No. So he gets to my house, and it's at 60 percent. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, what was it, frickin' 65% when you picked it up? He's like, no, it was at 80. I was like, oh, really? How come it's not at 100 when you pick it up? I was like, already? I don't know, whatever. Like, this should have been 100. But So anyway, we're like driving, and we get to the 401, and we're burling along, and it's like already like cruising down. 58%. We're getting to like, like, no, we're at like Coburg or something. And it was like... 30 something percent and i'm like okay <laughs> like i, I don't want to like get stuck we're now we're we should get some if we because i don't know what these fucking supercharger things right like that's the other thing we go to a the on route so and i think it was coburg so oh, we found the on route the on route yeah you, you know those, the so- with those maps though you can park up front and plug it right in no right by the no door, but right? it, we're not it's not about parking it's about the charger like they have the charging stations at the on routes right and the Tesla has like the big, it, you can't just use the little normal plug-in. It's got the big cock extension thing, oh, like this big no. black extender, elongated cockmo thing. So, you, his, so anyway, there's only two of those. So we tried, the first one we tried in Coburg, it's like you plug it in, it's like, bah, 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 bah. It's, it's charging. Okay, cool. So it's clicking and I look, and I didn't realize like when it starts, there's a like it starts clicking like money. Did you like? Did you know it's yeah right? You pay, you pay for the charge. Ka-ching, like it's ka-ching, like ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. So I'm looking. I'm like, what the fuck is this, man? It's a whole new part of the ball game. I don't know. Like it's like gas. So we charge it up to eighty uh, percent, and it was like twenty three or twenty four bucks or something, right? So luckily. He's like, he pulls it out, and he's like, I don't think I got charged for this. <laughs> but I, I have a feeling it was going to somehow come back to his rental. Like the, like if you take the 407 or something with a rental car, it ends up coming back to you, the charge. So there was like 30 bucks or something for that first charge. 
So, okay, we're at 80%. We're good to go. We think, all right, let's just get out of here. I didn't know you paid for that. Yeah, so, so you get back on the road, and uh, we're burling along, and we're getting close to Kingston, and we're like, oh, fuck, man. It's like it was like down to like 30% or like 28% again. So I'm like, oh, man, like our, uh, we should get some now because like if, I don't know where the next one is. So we go to the en route. And both of them don't work. Oh, no. Uh, neither of the en route things work. So we're like, well, what does that mean? So oh, they're like, oh, well, if you look up supercharger on your phone, you'll find different ones. So we looked up and, yeah, there were like supercharger stations. But, yeah, so you have to go off into the town. And it's usually at like a, a Canadian tire parking lot or something like that. You'll find <laughs> superchargers or whatever. So we're like, well, there's not one here. In near where we were at Kingston, so we had to to keep burling and oh. like hope to God that we made it to the next one, which was in. It, it, I I might be wrong. Like it, we might have been past Kingston, and we had to go to uh, to uh, what the hell is it called? Um, <laughs> let's see, what's the one? The Big Apple, uh, Cornwall. That's where we ended up. The supercharger was in Cornwall. So we're like, well, well we're kind of in between it. So it says we had like, uh, we were at like in the 20%. And it was like, well, I didn't understand that like uh, it would tell you, give you a reading of what it would be where you got. Where you got. So it's like I was guessing, we were guessing by the kilometers that we would be close to, you know, 5% if we could make it to, to uh, Cornwall. So we uh, we burl along, and we're down to like five percent getting off the highway in Cornwall. That's and so we hard were on there. The head. Yeah, we were there within one or two percent to the whatever Canadian Tire. So we're charging at the super thing, and that one, you know, we we're like, okay, let's let this one wait. And uh, so we we went to like Kelsey's and, and got something to eat while it was charging. And, while it was charging, because it takes like thirty-five minutes at least, or whatever, to charge. So we're we're at the 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 Calces or whatever, and we we go back, and the thing stopped at fifty percent. <laughs> it's like fucking really, come on! Why? I don't know why it did. So at fifty, so we wait, charge it some more, and then uh, yeah, and that was like uh, it was like another thirty-three bucks, and that time he got charged right away. Like to his car or whatever. So at this point, it's like, I don't know, 50 bucks. And we're like in Cornwall, which is, I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe another hour and a bit to go. <laughs> but we, we were still concerned that, is this, you know, is this going to be enough to get us to Montreal? We charged, waited till 100%, and then went to, we made it to Montreal. But it was like, like it ended up taking us like nine, ten hours with all the waiting oh and the bullshit. Gosh. I'm like, I would never in a million years buy a, a fucking Tesla. What's the point, man? Unless you're rich and you don't care, and it's you know specifically purely for the environment. Which at that point, I'm like, well, honestly, if it's for the environment, you're still they still have these gargantuan diesel fueled things mining the fuck out of the lithium to make these batteries that we're driving this car in. So there's definitely gas happening to get to this point. 
And then let's not forget about the 900,000 fucking airplanes above us that are doing the real damage for gas in the world, right? So it's like, it just feels so futile and, and pointless when you're like, well, I'm not really doing much. I'm not really helping anybody. And it costs money. So like, we did the same thing all the way back. So it ended up being like, I don't know, over $100 in charges, like a gas tank, to, to be electric. And then three and you know thirty percent slower time, like you got to be nuts to be driving one of those things unless you're loaded and you're okay with the grass the grocery getter. Well, that's what I was right. Like say. you're char- charging it in your house. Sure, makes sense if you're not going any more than you know a hundred kilometers or something. But fuck that if it's anything more. Forget it. Right. You, you're you don't living go in Newport family. Beach and going to Whole Foods. Perfect. Yes. This is like a. A loaded mo like loaded mobile problem thing. There, that doesn't help shit, man. Fucking bullshit. So anyway, no, no Teslas for this boy. So it it's not. There's no adapter that he could plug it into your house when he gets there just to give it a bit of juice. No, oh no, no nothing. No, you got to buy the full fledged elong cock. And people put those they, in their garage. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, you dial that in there and you. Plug it in, you feel like you're saving the planet. I wonder what that sets you back. Because <laughs> so the cars are not <laughs> no, I'm cheap. Sure. No, the car that car's like a hundred thousand dollars, man. Yeah. Model Y. It's like the bigger SUV size kind of back with it, like a lot of it's got the front trunk, the frunk, and the back trunk. Mm-hmm. Like fucking piece of shit. Forget it. But it's also probably like it goes six hundred kilometers if you no, don't have the radio yeah. on. You don't have the heat going, right? Uh, yeah, I don't. There's not. I don't believe it goes 600 kilometers. It makes no. And not not to mention, this was a brand new one, and we all know how batteries last on our phones. After like, imagine five years from now, how's that going? Got to like literally keep. What do you do? Go from place to place only. That's all you got, and you got to charge it. Forget it. A joke that company. Well, I know where I find it to be funny. Where we live, I've, there's nowhere to get it. I don't even care. Like it's like most people drive cars that like are acceptable for long haul trips. Like if you need to, like Lisa's got the the Prius V. That thing you fill up the tank and you're going. You can go to Montreal and almost halfway back. Like I get that it, it's a gas still, but come on, man. What the hell's going on here? Well, they sure sell a lot of them, I'll tell you that. I know. But, like, think about the long... Like, if you're going more than two... Like, a hundred and... You're going a hundred kilometers to a... Like, I don't know. Say you're going up to Georgian Bay for the weekend. Like, you just have to reroute the whole thing to think, like, can I charge this in A, B, and C? And it's, it's still costing you money. It's like, come on, man. What the fuck? I have driven cars before, as maybe you have, that have uh, unpredictable um, issues, like but ongoing yeah. issues, and you don't realize what low-level, constant stress that is until you deal it and have a new car that doesn't have that problem, and it's so freeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We had a car that... Uh, just randomly, of course, it never happens when it's convenient. Um, yeah, would break down, and it's it's 
you're living in low level fear always. Like, always. Should I yes. take it to Sobeys? I don't know. It's not worth the well, risk. Especially where you live. Because, like, you know, if something happens, like, you're stuck. You're 20 yeah. minutes away from stuff. And I don't think there not are many good. plugs around where I live. There's a couple plugs. There's plugs at Mastown Market. There's got to be plugs, right? Um, yeah, I haven't driven one. Uh, and and I, I would be curious, too. Like, did you try the self-driving thing? Yeah, that, I mean, that's it's like cruise control, but better, I guess, right? But you're still... Like, it, uh, it starts to vibrate after 20 seconds just to make sure you're there. Because oh, I'm sure really? people are like, oh, they get in the back and start reading a book or something. Like, you can't... So it gives you the wake-em-ups? Well, yeah. Like, you're, you're like, okay, it is. It's driving. It's, it's taking corners, which kind of creeps me out more than makes me comfortable. Like, I can't, you can't just, like, start reading a book or chatting. Like, Laird was, like, driving. And without the thing, no hand... And he ended up just going, no, I, I can't do this. I don't feel comfortable not paying attention to the car when it's moving like it's just too weird <laughs> imagine you know, right like you're it's going or up or, you know corners and like stuff that you definitely couldn't do with cruise control but you just start sweating and getting concerned you know that's have uh, you seen those videos of the Teslas that like just lose control and they're like ripping 100 miles an hour while it's stopping like no yeah, like those are the kind of things I'm afraid of when you're like putting your hands in the, in the uh, life of a, putting your life in the hands of a robot. Especially, Especially in the crazy first generation, one. like before the kinks yeah. have totally been well, ironed out and everything. I, and when you see videos of this happening, you're like, well, this happened. You know, it's, a, <laughs> it's not like that's made up that some of them aren't going just fast and not breaking or losing control of them. But I'm not saying that's a common occurrence. It's probably less than half a quarter of a millionth of a percent, but that's like, it's not, uh, I don't need a self-driving car, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the, that's I don't even the whole like, thing. I don't even like I don't like control. it. Yeah, like you start even feeling like you 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 get lazy when you have cruise control. Yeah, I like to feel I like know. I am in command of the vehicle. Yeah, um, I only have a limited amount of real estate in my brain for videos. Period. I don't want to see videos of a self-driving car crash into an unsuspecting person no. out of it. No, I've been thinking you about that a that. lot in the last week. People uploading videos of incidents at. Um, Tim Hortons, like incidents of violence and stuff like that. Like, why do you need to see those videos here? Well, have you noticed that's like happened on Instagram? It's gone like from, you know, if you're like looking at videos, scrolling through reels, it's gone from like happy go lucky, funny stuff to like all of a sudden someone's jumping off a, a cliff and they hit the rocks at the bottom. I'm like, that guy's probably dead, and why? Why are they showing that? Like it's funny or something? Is that are I mean, they like, showing seen, it like just for laughs, gags? Um, like check this out. No, with funny sound yes, yeah. Well, no, yeah. But I'm just saying, like on Instagram, you're seeing more violent, like reels that just all of a sudden you see a guy getting blown up. 
Yeah, I don't want to see that. Like that, like that. Why? Why is that happening? That's definitely not looking for that stuff. But I'm seeing more people getting hurt on normal videos. How does that algorithm work? That it does it? Does everyone get the same feed, or do you? Get you know the what it is? It's, it's you're interested in. It's Zuckerberg and his like way of uh, you know siphoning. What it is 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 companies paying him money from the get go. Like if you look at the whole propaganda, uh, Putin styles of just like infiltrating people with uh, fake information or stories that are conspiracy based. Like you see so much of that stuff that people start thinking it's real, and like not only are we getting inundated with like. Uh, conspiracy theories about bullshit like people like Andrew Tate or uh, Jordan Peterson or freaking Joe like all these uh, for some reason these are the people we keep seeing bullshit from because they're the ones that are best at kind of portraying this like uh, false masculinity uh, I don't know it's just disgusting it makes me sick that like I don't like any of these people yet I keep seeing them all the time in my feed yeah like I don't need to hear about how some guy knows how to uh, uh, treat people or be the anti-woke bullshit or whatever it is like fucking it just kills me to see these like um, the, the uncle at Thanksgiving that's making everybody feel uncomfortable now has like uh, a huge platform and just because a lot of people listen to these idiots that's forced into my life and it's like I can't say no I don't want that and like it just keeps coming back and keeps I've said like you know not interested not interested in these people's words and it still comes out so it has to be um, the algorithm of that website of, of Instagram is just kind of like there's always the propaganda tip going where you're just going to see this like bullshit information of like, I don't know, stuff that, that takes the low hanging fruit, people with, with low IQs, people that don't know enough <laughs> about the world buy into it and then that's how they get stronger. So they just build themselves off of the, the uh, dullards and the, and all of a sudden they have this cachet because they have all these morons following them, you know? Do you know a comedian named Theo Vaughn? Yeah, he's the worst. He's right there. But like, I I've never heard I'd never heard of him and then until in the last you see him always yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, so, every 3 videos. Like it's just talking about fucking his cousin or like doing cocaine all night. Like I don't care. This is just some podunk fucking idiot that thinks he's hilarious that it's funny for him and his bros but at the end of the day it's like dude this is bullshit like it's not funny this is like stupid improv that works for like like i said the low-hanging fruit like it you make a few people laugh and you think you're funny and it's not funny at all but my question is is that is there some technology that is curating that for me specifically because of my age and demographic and all that stuff yeah. or is does everyone see Theo Vaughn videos 
I think no, I think he's pushed the whole him and that like the fucking the two guys with the two guys with the beards, right? Segura and Bert Kreischer, like it's always fucking those guys, man. They're like the I those are all the gateway to white supremacy. I, I fucking so that's what those guys are. They the have gateway paid sponsorship money and <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just part of, yeah, part of the algorithm to push you into proud boyville get your if you keep if you push the buttons oh i like this this is good eventually you're like gavin mcginnis is like your boss and you become this like ezra levant mask um uh, <laughs> dave portnoy varsity yeah like that's another one yeah bffs exactly. pod yeah and I don't even like I deleted Instagram. Yes, I deleted yes. TikTok that I had for shows I was working on. But even in my like uh limited exposure, these are the people that are being targeted to me. Yeah, I know. I, I, I hate I should it. take it personally. No, it's him and Barstool. It's like whatever. Those are the like the these like it starts it makes you think like they you're buying into it as like uh mental health bullshit or like physical health or you know humor or how, you know how to meet women or whatever all these like they, they this is the the first level that they ca- catch you with and the next thing you know you're uh you're going to Jordan Peterson's like live events I know but I also get uh goalie fights <laughs> and the sea do switch and real estate so it knows me. Well, that's yeah, degree. that's just stuff you buy, yeah, for sure. But it's also I, I believe that they're trying to like push the dumb stuff just to make sure, like, oh, mate, well, he, you don't think this is funny yet? <laughs> for this, for some reason, the only humor that I'm getting, right, is this bullshit. You just have to keep saying not interested or like hide whenever you see these. <laughs> clips that make you like okay that's enough of that i'm like i'm not a fan of this person why is it making it seem like oh yeah you love this guy here you go here's another one right here's another one about people he grew up in his town yeah bert kreischer talking about how he tried coke this time and it's like some stupid story about like you know feeling high on drugs that like or like you know, uh, just it's disgusting bullshit, man. And it's always on this guise of like, oh, you know, just with the boys, hanging out, having a good time, just enjoying life. Oh, here's the worst then it, one. I spent or that little fucking Hasbullah dude, that little guy that's always fucking on there. I don't know who that is. Right, the little Russian kid. He's he's like forty or whatever, but he looks like a baby. You know that guy? <laughs> I, no, I don't. Well, he's the same thing. He's fucking all over the place. Like this, oh, so cute. Oh, so nice. Look at him wrestling with Mike Tyson. This motherfucker's a Putin sympathizer, man. You know what I mean? Like this guy's like, thinks, you know, Ukraine are a bunch of Nazis. Fucking bullshit that this guy's somehow got a voice. I spend a lot of time trying to come up with creative (laughs) ideas and make them and get them sold. (laughs) These guys that hold up a phone 
to girls on the boardwalk and say like, hey, what would you rate yourself out of 10? Seven. What do you, do you think other people would agree? I think so. Excuse me. What would you rate this girl out of 10? Eh, like 6.5. What would you rate yourself? Yeah. Nine. Like, why do these have squillions of views? Yeah. I know. I know, man. And then, you know, like, uh, I I would like to think that the bods out there, like most of the time I'm getting, like I'll post something on social media and I get so many funny responses from clear bods that have been listening to the pod forever. And they're like, yeah, yeah. But like, um, I just like, I hope that people aren't being turned by this shit and thinking that these people are like, uh, and it's not the people that like. I'm not saying these these specific comedians are all dirt balls, but I just think that they're uh, being used as a, as a way to kind of um, I don't know, like make it seem okay to have this like archaic backwards visualization of the of of the world these days. Bots can see through it, but. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like my overall uh, curiosity and interest with social media is waning fast because yeah. I, I also, uh, the, the thing that I liked about Twitter in the early days was that I could curate my experience. I could follow the Wall Street Journal, yep. the Edmonton Oilers, and Jeremy Taggart. And that was the experience that I had on there because I'm being yeah. fed those things. Now, I don't even recognize who these people are. They're not people that I follow. They're not um, stories that I was yeah. interested in. They're not threads that I've pulled on. They're just yeah. appearing. Um, well, which- and now they'll, the, 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 the for you, you know, that section, but you have your follow, the people you follow and then the for you. The for you is all designed on, like, if you told someone to, to get bent on their opinion, then you're definitely going to see their next tweet in the for you. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like it, it, yes, it feeds on like, oh, you don't like this? Okay, here's more. Like, I have 50-50 like right-wing dirtball. Like, I, I've never before, before Elon had Twitter, did I see a Ben Shapiro or a Jordan Peterson or a Tim Cook tweet. Like, I never, now I see them every time I log in, if I'm in that for you uh feed hmm. which I'm i didn't like, even know fuck. that was a thing and then you go to following and it's like okay it's back to normal like at least it's you're not getting all this extra shit ah. but that's it's designed to uh piss you off you know and get your get your get you agitated and that's why i'm like i feel like elon is is sinking twitter faster than saving it that's why it's worth half of what he bought it for is because He's doing shit like this where he's literally, like if you had a uh, lemonade stand and you weren't selling lemonade, all of a sudden you're like, well, my parents, I'm going to make them pay for this. You know what I mean? That's what the verified blue, like you got to pay for a thing is. It's like, well, you know, no one's buying this new verified option, so I might as well make it mandatory for everybody that has one of those. So it's like instead of selling what you're selling, you're making like everybody think that like what they had before is going to cost them something. You know, like a check mark is actually worth something when it's not. Like if anything, 
a check mark as a validation on the fact that like you're creating content for a lot of people and you're creating uh, activity on the on the website. So they see it as a plus plus. Now they're like, well, we're not getting the generated money from the advertising that we had. So let's go to the people that are verified. It's so backwards. Nobody is going to like that's why you're seeing companies like New York Times and L.A. Times and and massive media corporations, not just like uh, media outlets like papers and, and, and companies, but like everything. Anybody who's like had a check mark, they're like, why would I pay for this? Yes, I'm not, I, certainly not paying for it. I read something this morning about how, on the surface, it sort of uh, was an ego-driven thing. People really wanted this blue check mark, but it actually does serve a function and a purpose, which is to allow people to know that they are interacting with the um, people they think they are. But so, that's the thing with this new Twitter blue. People can pretend they're anyone they want. They want. That's why you see fake NASA sites. You see fake. Uh, uh, there's a fake J.K. Rowling site that's like continually, you know, saying stuff that that, that you'd be like, oh, I wish she said that, but she she's not. You know what I mean? So there's a consistent like flow of fake sites saying they're real people. So if that if this goes to this point where say William Shatner is like loses his check and he's like, I'm not paying for a new one. There'll be a new William Shatner with a blue check and it might have like a different at name, but people don't look that far and they think it's him. Remember we saw him and his gashes? Oh man. Yeah. That was the best. Comic-Con in London. Yeah. We went to Comic-Con in London and he let a huge ripper and didn't even change a a muscle on his face. I don't think he He looked up from his newspaper. No, no. He also leaned to make it happen. Yeah, he did lean. Yeah. So it was verification of his hot ones. That was verified. Yeah, that was verified. Good chatting, bud. Good chat, bud.